When I look in the mirror, I don't see wrinkles. When I look in the mirror, I see hair on my head, not my shoulders. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the fountain of truth. And it's the fountain of truth about aging. And we've been around for a long time. We're going into our fifth year. So if you go to our website, it is simply generationboldradio.com, and you can hear at least 50 shows from the real experts, the real influencers, the real leaders in aging from all over the world. Whether you're thinking about moving, whether you're worried about your older parent and that's your caregiving role, whether you just simply want to sell your home or get rid of your stuff, there is an expert on our show that deals with that. But, but, there is usually one thing. It is something that even yesterday, believe it or not, at the United Nations luncheon, on learning and working. The folks at the UN and the AARP said, we don't talk about money in our generation. Boomers will not tell you what their salary is, how much money they have in the bank. They'll tell you everything else about your sex life, everything. Not that. Millennials are different, and they share information. Now, maybe it's because we think we're dumb about money. Maybe we're ashamed to tell people with all the years of work and earnings we've put in how little we were able to save, who knows why it's a taboo subject. But today, my guest is Sonia Haggard. She is the author of Invest, Reinvest, Rest, Investment Advice for All Generations. And what is authentic and unique about Sonia is that she is an independent investor. This information is not coming to you from anyone with an axe to grind other than her own motivation in making this book happen. And you can get it on Amazon. We'll give you some other information about her newsletter. Sonia Haggard, author, Invest, Reinvest, Rest, Investment Advice for All Generations. Thank you, Sonia, for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So I want to start with what we were talking about during uh, our little pre, pre-speech together. Uh, I said, how's the book going? And you said something so much from the heart about what you want to accomplish for other people. Tell me about that. Well, I want people, especially women, to learn about finances because uh, it's so, so very important. Nine out of ten women will be completely responsible for their or their family's finances at some point in their lives. And if they're not involved, they need to get involved now. You know, I don't pull punches on this show, and I generally say no good marriage has a happy ending. At some point, there's going to be one of you. Yeah, at some point, there's going to be one of you that's doing the work, and that is why you need some preparation. But, but the the punchline or the subtitle of your book, Sonia, is for all generations. Now, there's a tendency in the financial industry. I'll tell you that right now, because for years that was the industry I'm in, to mm-hmm. uh, departmentalize to departmentalize people by age. The boomers need retirement planning and only income. The young people need to learn to save. They think differently. They're risky or whatever. Is it true? Because in your book, I have found it so simple. Because frankly, it's a one, a, a one type of approach that seems to fit everybody. What's been your experience? Why did you take that approach and say all generations? Well, because... 
if you're young, you have the benefit of compounding, which is absolutely wonderful. Um, if you're older, as has happened with some of the buyers of my book, they bought the book for their children or their grandchildren. So it, there's information for all generations. Now, you have to understand this. I'm going to put this on a very simple footing for everyone. This is not one of those financial books that tells you ev- a little bit about everything. This is a book that tells you a lot about one thing so that you can actually go and buy and sell stocks and do it right. And then there are other things that are are, are also uh, uh, mentioned there. But this is a real way of you managing your post-retirement accounts yourself. You could also go hand-in-hand with a financial planner. Uh, And it is also Mm -hmm. a way, when you're younger, of managing those 401Ks or the IRAs or whatever you're saving. But because it is so clear... I have to ask you, uh, you, you're not in my world. You're not in the world of personal finance. You're not an advisor. I was a licensed advisor, insurance and so on, and stocks, bonds, money management. How did you, how did you come to this ability? Because you retired at age 51. I think everybody should know that. Mm-hmm. Only because you knew how to invest. So, so how did you come to this, this knowledge? Well, I was very fortunate. Um, my in-laws were independent investors. My uh, father-in-law especially, um, he always had a broker. Remember, this was uh, generations ago when you didn't do your own investing and you went to the guy who bought the stocks for you. And uh, he decided that in addition to that advice, he wanted to kind of get his own information. So he started reading newsletters. And he uh, was talking to us one day and made a recommendation on a newsletter. And being in my 30s, well, my husband and I in our 30s, we uh, thought, well, we'll check into it. And so we did. And uh, what we did initially, which uh, is a wonderful plan for everybody if you want to get started, is to uh, pretend that you're buying some stocks and see how they do. And in our case, we followed his newsletter, um, and we pretended to buy the stocks, and they did well. And, wow, hey, this is great. We're making money. And we kind of just took it from there. Now, now that's one of the pieces of advice. There's a lot of, um, a lot of psychology to investing, and people get scared, and they do buy high and sell low. One of the things that I've mm-hmm. been fighting against in, in my books on finance, personal finance, is that philosophy. Uh, going with the herd or the crowd. And that mm-hmm. is when the stock market is up, everybody buys, so they're buying high. When it's low, they get scared and they bail out. So one of the things that is in the book, and it's so simple, is how to pretend that you're investing and sort of get the hang of it uh, before you go out on the playing field. And that's an important point that almost nobody brings up. Because if you go to a financial advisor, they only make money if you're really investing. So nobody's going to hold your hand for a while while you do nothing. You know, that, that makes them money. So this is, this is an important point. Now, uh, b- before we end our segment, I want to go into uh, another aspect of this. And that is the fact that people self-talk themselves out of being good investors. And that is a big thing with you, too. They either say they're bored or women may even have been taught they're no good in math or they're not supposed to do it. What kind of barriers have your readers been sharing with you about those problems and and the research you did before you did the book? Well, um, 
a, a lot of things, that it's complicated. And the financial industry really encourages you to believe that because obviously that's how they make their money. Um, for women, it's we have no one to talk to. Um, men talk about investing. Women don't. And as a result, they may feel intimidated. Um, the math part, you said yes. Um, I, was, I always thought, oh, my God, I have to be a math whiz in order to do this. And I found out, no, I really didn't. Um, the media, the media scares people out of investing. Um, they, um, they tell you that um, it's economic data that's going to determine where the market goes. The debate we had the other night, um, if that doesn't turn out right, the market's going to go down. Um, something that happened in some foreign country. They're, they're all factors, and they come into play, but usually not for very long. Um, the stock market is about companies. Basically, that's that's where it's at. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, and, and, and you know, I, I want to jump oh, yeah. in on that one right now. That's where it gets sure. to be fun, and no, and nobody gets gets that. When you look at it as companies, then you can have some actual fun. You can, and and in the book, in Sonia's book, which is very simple because it really says what she wants you to do: invest, then reinvest in the same things over and over again that you know is right, and then rest, do nothing. Let it compound. Let it let it grow. Uh, she talks about this important point, which is it, companies is what you're investing in. You're not investing in things that you can't understand, like what's going to happen with a terrorist or what's going to happen if there's fires in Australia. You're investing in a company. So that's where the fun can be because you can look at who is the CEO, what are their products, do you buy their products. You know, what's, there are analytics, and you can call it math, but it's really simple stuff that tells you how well they did, under what circumstances they did well, and when they've paid dividends. And so when we come back, Sonia, I do want to talk about some of the nitty-gritty here. I want to explain a little bit about compounding, which you threw out as a word, very important to the younger generation. I think important to ours as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we can talk about what that word dividends and dividend reinvestment means, and some of the basics. Because once you hear it from Sonia, it's really much less intimidating for you. Uh, I have been in the, involved with finance basically all my life, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot from your book. And a lot of it was how to buy a stock at a price that I actually wanted to pay. I would look at a, a stock and say, all right, that's, I'll, I'll buy it. But I did not control the price that I paid. So when we come back, we'll hear all about this and our new store. Don't you guys go anywhere. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit. Because I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da-da-da-da. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the fountain of truth about aging. And we have today with us Sonia Haggard. I want you to know how to spell her name because I want you to go to her website. It is S-O-N-J-A-H-A-G-G-E-R-T. And, of course, you will find it always on our uh, forever archived on generationboldradio.com. But it's SoniaHaggard.com. 
because not only does she have her wonderful book, which you can get on Amazon, easy as pie, and for those of you who use a Smashwords, you can do that too, get a PDF, but Amazon is very easy, and it's called Invest, Reinvest, Rest. But she also has a newsletter, and it's a newsletter you can sign up for at soniahaggart.com. Uh, before we take another minute, we're going to be listening to Sonia about certain things you need to know, principles of financing and understanding stocks that really work for your life, all generations. But first, I want you to know that we have a little bit of a store. We've opened our store, and let's hear about it right now. Hooray, our Generation Bold store is up and running. Just visit our website, generationboldradio.com, for access to unique products and services like luggage forwarding for your next trip, gorgeous Brazos canes and hiking sticks, Wander Club charms to commemorate your every adventure. I handpicked everything in the store to add fun and ease to your life. It makes a great gift, it's priced right, and it's of the finest quality whatever has been selected. All these items truly enhance my life, and I want you to discover them as well. Visit GenerationBoldRadio.com and see for yourself. And I want to thank you guys. You've been doing a great job with Wonder Club because every time you buy a charm from them, it's only $4, uh, a hungry child gets a meal, a full meal. So uh, I know you've been motivated by that, and I thank you all so much because they've been reporting really good results to me. So let, let's go back to, to Sonia right now. So, Sonia, one of the things that you mentioned in our first segment was compounding, and you said, well, this is so important for younger folks uh, because, you know, compounding takes place over time. But you know what? I'm thinking my generation, the boomer generation, with an extra 30 years to live, we've got some time for compounding too. So tell us what exactly what that is and why you think it's such a powerful thing in investing. Well, first of all, Albert Einstein said it's the greatest force in the universe. So there's somebody to believe. <laughs> but right. basically, compounding is about money making money. It's that simple. The money um, that you put in earns interest, so there's more money, and that earns interest, and so on it goes. It's a very simple concept. And when you have, like you said, even 30 years, you'll be amazed at what happens. And, you know, one of the other things that you have in the book that gets lost a lot, particularly if you see a financial advisor, I don't know why, is dividend reinvestment. I'll tell you a little mm -hmm. story, and then I want you to, to, to explain this, which is not such an easy concept. It's just a very easy thing to do. I was in uh, radio for many, many years, and one of those uh, radio stations uh, sold to Disney. And when it sold to Disney, they gave everybody stock in Disney. A little, little bit. And I forgot about it. And that's the truth. I, I always <laughs> tell the truth. You think I'm on top of everything, but forget about it. All right. Well, it was a dividend reinvestment program right with Disney, right with the company. You have no idea how much money I have now. Now, this is a long <laughs> time ago. And pennies and pennies, Sonia, got invested every time Disney paid a dividend, which is mm -hmm. about four times a year of maybe a dollar, mm -hmm. two dollars, three dollars. They bought a little fraction of a piece of Disney stock for me. All right. Now, I'm going to reveal it. I have 500 shares. Now, I, wow. they sent me, they sent me an, uh, the, the report, you know, and I looked at it and I said, what is this? And it was from the few little shares that I was given just when, as a gift 
from Disney because they took over the company for which I worked. And it was years and years ago. And if I would have thought this was going to be anything, you know, it would have surprised me. And I'm in the field. So explain what this dividend reinvestment is all about. Well, dividend reinvestment is very simple and something that everyone can do. If you buy a stock that pays a dividend, you just um, indicate on your um, format that you want them to reinvest the dividend. And it does exactly what Adrian was describing. And if you look at years down the road, and I, I do have examples in my book about what happens. It's amazing. Now, the best part is the stocks that raise their dividend every year. Because guess what? Even if the price of the stock goes down, you're still getting more shares. And all of those shares pay a dividend. And that's when it really starts to multiply and you really see some effect. Yeah. And one of the problems that younger generations have, we don't have it as as retirees, let's say, is they have to invest in their IRAs and they have to invest in their 401ks. Now, the 401ks are usually from work. So you only have a limited number of things you can invest in and usually they're not individual stocks. But IRAs, Mm On your own, you can buy individual stocks or in your own account. So uh, so in her book, Sonia uh, Haggard just does explain to you the different places that you should be using different kinds of investments for. Invest, reinvest, and rest. Now, so we talked a little bit co- about compounding, and we talked a little bit about dividend reinvestment. In our next segment, I want to talk about this, what I learned. I, I learned something so valuable to me, and I'll explain why psychologically it was valuable, that Actually, Sonia's thinking has turned me around in even what I write for the public. So here, here's where it's at. With Sonia's book, you're actually growing your wealth. Uh, my latest book, which you all know about, The Retirement Income Explosion, is how to take that wealth and turn it into income you can't lose for the rest of your life. So you basically go on the beach and you close your eyes and you don't have to do anything. But before you can have an income explosion, you have to have some money to work with. So I would say that this is that this is like a prequel here, uh, but there's a reason that people don't invest. And Sonia said it; they're a little scared. So in in, a, in just about a minute, Sonia, you taught us one: try to invest with no money, just see how it would work. Anything else that helped you get over your fear and your barrier to investing, so you could retire at fifty-one. Probably as I was reading more and more, and I I was reading the Wall Street Journal because I had to because of my job, but also as I was reading more and more, um, I developed a lot more confidence. And I realized some things that everyone should keep in mind. Um, You don't put all your money in one stock, for example. Um, You don't go against the trend um, if if a, if a stock is going up, it will probably continue to go up. Um, if you have any doubts, don't do it. Um, you don't need to buy the cheapest stock. Um, in fact, it's been proven that the best performing over the last 100 years have cost more than $15. And for heaven's sake, don't buy and sell on emotion. That's a big one. Well, it is a big one, and that's how you help me. And when we come back, we're going to search that. Uh, issue of how to not buy an emotion, but buy on price and know and know how you can control that price. Don't you guys go anywhere. We will be back in just a moment. You 
may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, cause I am happy, and I freely admit, I'm inappropriate for my age, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, cause I am happy. And hello, 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 this is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth, and you know that every single week, we have the top influencers in the different fields that deal with aging, money being one of them. And if you want to hear this, and if you'd like to share this on your social media, please do so. If you want to join me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, but I'm really cooking on LinkedIn, uh, just go to our webpage, generationboldradio.com or adrianberg.com and as usual we do have a newsletter it is free it comes every single monday it's a disgrace to call it a newsletter it's really my musings whatever is in my head at the moment but it does tell you all about our podcasts our blogs hints and tips about a successful aging and it's free of course you just go to generationboldradio.com give me your email address and you will be on our newsletter now our guest sonia haggard also has a newsletter about investing, and she is, of course, the author of Invest, Reinvest, Rest, uh, which you can find on Amazon. Her the spelling is S-O-N-J-A-H-A-G-G-E-R-T.com, but you'll also be able to copy that name from our website, generationboldradio.com, because it'll be archived there, uh, first on the list starting on Monday, and then it will stay there forever. Okay. Uh, what we, we made a big promise, and we're going to, Sonia and I are going to keep that promise. Here's the long way around. We have something which we call an amygdala. An amygdala is part of the brain. It's primitive. It's the fight-flight response of the brain. And that is why when it comes to selling financial products, I can tell you from my many years of writing books and studying, we either are afraid, that's our flight, and we sell or do nothing, or we want to fight, and that's our greed, and we buy whatever is put in front of us. And we don't think about it, and we don't control it. And I'm no different than anybody else. So here's what Sonia taught me. She taught me a very simple thing, which is not emotional. And she says, keep the emotionality out of it. Oh, yeah, right, Sonia. It's so easy. It's very hard. <laughs> but she, she, she did this. She did this. She stopped the circuit, and I'll tell you how. And then she'll explain it for real. She taught me how to pick a price and more or less get a stock at the price I want to pay. It's a big part of her book, and it's something you really have to know. If nothing else, that's worth the price of the book. Tell us a bit about placing your, uh, your order and how you help people control it unemotionally. Okay. Well, there's there's two sides to that story. First of all, um, I have been reading and following a couple of editors at the Oxford Club. And what they have been helpful with is basically giving me information on a stock. Now, in my case, I'll go and research it a little more. But I've learned to trust them because, as I said earlier, I uh, followed them. I saw that they came through with what I was looking for. And so... I buy based upon their recommendations. 
probably the best thing they offer is with some of their newsletters that I follow, they also tell me when to sell. And that's huge. Everyone out there will tell you when to buy. Very few people will tell you when to sell. Now, the other part of that equation is something called a trailing stop. And basically what the trailing stop does is it the emotion out of your decisions. How wonderful is that? What happens is it's a miracle. Buy a stock. Boy, that way, it's a miracle. So I just want to repeat <laughs> it. It's called a trailing stop. S-T-O-P, trailing stop. All right, go ahead. Right. In other words, stop there. Um, and I'll just give you a really brief example. Okay, you buy a stock for $10. Let's say that you could lose 15% of your money if it went down dramatically. So your trailing stop is $8.50. The next day it goes up to $11. So you calculate that 15% of $11 is $1.65 or $9.35. You keep doing this as the stock goes up. You do nothing when the stock goes down. Should the stock go down to that $9.35 from $11, you sell it at a small loss. That means that you'll never lose what you have decided you can bear. More than likely, it will continue to go up, and that won't be the case. But it's taken the emotion out. It's told you when to pull the plug, and that's huge. So in other words, and and this has been very important for me, is when you buy a stock, there's fear. As I say, there's two kinds of people. There's the greedy one who are only looking at the upside, and there's me, the fearful one that's worried about the downside. And uh, with that case, I don't have to worry anymore. I can say to myself, Mm -hmm. I only want to lose X amount. That's my max. And I can put on a trailing stop so that if I'm losing that amount – I'm out automatically. Now, the next day it could go up to a million dollars and I could be sorry, but for me it's more important to have the floor than it is to have the gain. Now, why do I bring this up such a big deal? Let me tell you why I bring it up, though. Because at our age we can't afford to lose. In other words, people get out of the stock market too early. Why? Because they're told that as you retire you have to be an income only and you have to make 2%. And you can't risk your money. You can't be in the stock market. Meanwhile, every single, every single, every single statistic shows that people's money lasts longer if they're in the stock market. So how do you stay in and not be afraid? You read Sonia's book. I'm I'm serious. It's the next (laughs) step. You simply read invest, reinvest, rest, right? And then you will put that floor underneath your investing. See, we're trying to do something hard here. We're trying to explain something on a radio show that you should be reading and seeing. But okay, at least you get the idea and you know the big words trailing stop. All right, now you see that I believe books are very important. We're going to take a little bit of a break here to tell you about two books on longevity that I think are probably the most important two books you should read. And if you have a book club, please go ahead and uh, suggest it. Let's hear about those two longevity books now. Aging is trending when it comes to bestsellers. Check out The Longevity Economy by Joseph Coughlin, the director of MIT's Age Lab. The Longevity Economy tells the story behind the goods and services and technology created just for us, like CareBus and, yes, the driverless car. It shows how much we contribute to the GNP, but it also voices a complaint that companies are not making fun stuff for us. Don't treat us like a patient. Treat us like a consumer, says Coughlin. 
The second book I recommend is Disrupting Aging by Joanne Jenkins, director of the AARP. Ms. Jenkins reviews breakthroughs in workplace diversity, home health, and more generated by our longevity. She asks us all to view aging as a strength, not an inevitable decline, and registers a plea to fight ageism. See you at the bookstore, or better yet, at the library. Okay, so these and many, many other books are ones that we usually have on the show with authors. We just had one on solo agers. So I'm going to ask you guys, you listeners, for a favor. If there is a book you've read that you think is really relevant to successful aging, please go to adrianberg.com and go to Ask Adrian. But instead of asking, tell me. Tell me a book of interest to you. Give us your email address. Get our newsletter and let us know. What's interesting to you as a guest, interesting to you as a topic. Okay, going back, Sonia, now, uh, before, before our segment is over, uh, you, um, you mentioned the Oxford Club. Now, I've been a speaker at the Oxford Club on aging many, many times and, what, and the effect of, of aging on insurance. But uh, you, of course, use it as a tool for investing. Mm-hmm. So just tell us, what is the Oxford Club? Because most people think it may have to do with, with Oxford in England, but it doesn't. <laughs> no, it no, it doesn't. Um, I like to call them a research organization because they give you unbiased information on stocks, and that's really what you're looking for. And you can decide if you want to uh, do trading or if you want to do in for the long term. There are a bunch of options you can use, and it's very simple. It's OxfordClub.com. Yes, and for those of you who do care about income a lot, they have income newsletters, and uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very fond of the, I'm uh, really very fond of all the editors. But I think what's important about Oxford Club and some other newsletters as well is they don't manage your money. They're not making money on, um, on managing your money. They're making money on information, and exactly. the information comes com- comes in their newsletter. So we're going to come back and let us talk about that. Uh, Sonia, let's talk about the people who do make money on managing your money and how you want to approach a financial advisor and a financial planner at any age. Uh, and for the rest of you, please remember that uh, in a, it's almost like a two-punch here. Uh, Sonia's book teaches you how to make the money and keep it, and mine how to distribute it as income to yourself, and that is the retirement income explosion. It's just a, a, an interesting part of health these days that I'm so involved in where I see that one of the seven most important things of healthy aging is financial security. Not necessarily being rich, but financial security. We'll be right back. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me not even a bit because I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me not even a bit. Because I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. I have one wonderful announcement, two wonderful announcements to make. One is my blog. My blog is called Aging for Beginners. Uh, you will find it at Bottom Line Personal, or you can simply Google Aging for Beginners. 
But if you do go to generationboldradio.com, you'll be able to give me your, um, your email address and you'll be sent the blog. It has gone from once a month to twice a month and starting in March every single week because it is one of the most read blogs, and I'm really excited about that, at Bottom Line Personal, which is the largest newsletter personal newsletter co- uh, company in the country. Second is that I've taken on a directorship, which I'm very excited about. Right now, it's called Metabesity Initiative, but it is for preventing and delaying chronic diseases of aging, getting the information out to the public about it, and changing public health policies so that we all age much longer, but also much healthier. So I am just thrilled, and I'll be having more and more fabulous guests for you. Right now, I want to turn to our current fabulous guest, uh, Sonia Haggard. And um, in addition to her book, Invest, Reinvest, Rest, Investment Advice for All Generations, you find it on Amazon and Smashword. Uh, She has a newsletter. It's free of charge. You can go to Sonia Haggard, S-O-N-J-A-H-A-G-G-E-R-T.com. And it's called Simplified Investing for Smart People. And that's what I, what I want to bring out here. Uh, she, it's very well-chosen words, Sonia, because just being smart isn't enough. In fact, it could even be a detriment. Uh, you, need, you need this other unemotional information. So you were telling me a story that you wanted to bring out that you thought was very dramatic about a janitor. Could you just tell us? And I want to make a comment on that. Sure. Um, some of you may have read about this. It's an article that was written in the Washington Post a few years ago, and it tells about a man, Ronald Reed, who lived in Vermont and died at the age of 92. His career was basically working at a gas station for 25 years, followed by um, being a janitor at J.C. Penney for 17 years. He wasn't well-connected. He wasn't well-educated. But when he passed away, he left an estate of $8 million. And he owned a number of shares of stock that he just left alone and forgot about. So here's my comment. Very dramatic. And here's my comment. And I'm going to have a lot of friends who are going to kill me, by the way, folks. You can hear these stories. You all have read these stories. And not one time was there ever a financial advisor. (laughs) Not one time (laughs) did any of these people. Who, had, who died with $10 million or donated $40 million. Never was there a financial advisor. Now, I'm a financial advisor. Isn't terrible? My best friends, as they say, some of my best friends are financial advisors. <laughs> I'm no longer a financial advisor. I, I, I gave up my licenses because I'm working in the field of media and metabesity and so on. But that was my world. And we made money for people. But we didn't make $8 million for janitors. Why? Because those people didn't come to us. The smart people came to us because they were too busy with their businesses to take care of their own money. And that's a terrible mistake. Not to come to a financial advisor, that's great, but to come from a financial advisor and just give it up over to them. So, Sonia, you've got a lot to say on this one. Oh, I sure do. And the major thing I want to say is you need to have some understanding of investing so that the two of you can have a two-way conversation. And you also need an advisor who's willing to talk to you in English. There's a whole lot of financial terms and gobbledygook and so on and so on. Just tell him, cut to the chase. Tell me in English what you want me to know and let me know what I need to know and we'll make the decision together. That's the biggest thing. 
Yeah, and you know, Sonia is tough because she does talk a lot to women who kind of, you know, I'll be sexist except that I've sat, sat there. I've sat there for almost 20 years. And I have seen women who honestly know more than their husbands. They really do. Because particularly the ones who think they don't, because they're the ones who aren't in the workforce. Now, this is changing a lot. Women, more women than men are in the workforce. But the fact is, they were taking care of the books. And yet I have seen this relinquishment of authority in front of a financial advisor over and over again. So again, I think we have to hear from you, Sonia, because you're not one of those. And I think we have to hear your voice on this with regard to women. Yeah, um, you want to have an advisor that also talks to you, that doesn't just talk to your husband because there's the assumption that, well, he does all the finances. Um, it, it's just a very, very important topic, and I can't emphasize it enough. You need a, a good relationship with an advisor. Now, one of the things that uh, you, you do have in your book is for all generations. Let's just focus a bit on the younger generation. And interestingly, you said something at the beginning of our show. You said, a lot of my readers, meaning your readers, are buying this for their kids. Is that because they feel bad that they never did it or because they feel incapable of explaining these things to their kids or because they're saying, well, it's too late for me, which it's not. So I'll let my kids get smart. What do you think that motivation is over there? Well, the motivation is that a lot of us don't talk about finances, and we don't talk about finances because they're not taught in school. And that's one of the other things that we really, really have to change. And I, I think that's the reason they're doing it. This is uh, something easy that doesn't take a long time that says, here, here's a way that you can uh, make your future better that you can have a, a comfortable uh, existence and hopefully retirement. Well, I think a great way to, to conclude here is you learn from your father-in-law when you were in your 30s. Presumably he was an older guy, significantly older guy. Did he come to you yeah. or did you come to him or how did it go? Well, one of the great things about my in-laws was they, they talked about their investments. And so we listened in and we got interested. And it's, it's also a great way to spend some of your time in retirement. I know that's what my husband and I do. And I know that's a whole big can of worms. But suffice it to say that we have some really good arguments. Right, about what to buy, what to sell. Yeah, for you and most of the folks yeah. at the Action Club, too, it's kind of a hobby. And you've taken your very successful hobby and you've made it into a campaign for all of us to enjoy. But I think that the fact that your, your uh, in-laws were willing to speak about it and teach you is something that we can learn ourselves as the older generation, which is we do have some obligation here. Where if you don't know much, buy the book and give them a book. If you know something, talk, talk, tell. Uh, it's really mm -hmm. a fascinating thing that we'll talk about anything I'm going to go very quickly. I've had people who I don't even know on, on a bus or a subway or a plane tell me about their colonoscopy, but they won't tell me <laughs> anything about their money because that's, that's taboo. <laughs> True. All right. So let us conclude now. And we have been speaking with Sonia on that great note, that, that lifting note, <laughs> uplifting note. Uh, so we have Sonia Haggard's Invest, Reinvest, Rest. You can't say we don't have fun around here. And for everybody else, thank you, Sonia. And you guys, get out there and make it happen. I need a proper